I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilles Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Also, uh, Dad, can you put the cat out? I didn't know it was on fire. (laughs) My neck. My back. My why can't a no uh, I already did that one. Uh why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It was too tired. Slam third. Oh my bad Jay. It's Jay. Taylor, they're so bad. Everything about that is bad. <laughs> so if you can hear Taylor's Yeah, the, the performance was rocky. I'll give you that. <laughs> the performance, the background noise, it's all there. It's all there. The song choice, everything. The song choice. Hey, right now you can go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. And you can, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can become a subscriber for $1 a month. So go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk. And if you haven't done it, it gives us some credit. If you do that, the people see it. They say, oh, down to dunk got us another one. Please do that. It's just a dollar. For a dollar? Why wouldn't you do something like that? It's almost free. So you should do that. That would be very, very great. An eventful week for the Thunder, right? So Billy Donovan. Yeah, they lost in game seven. (laughs) Was that this week? No, (laughs) but it's all I can think about, especially watching the Rockets be so good against the Lakers. Oh, man. The the Lakers have stolen the soul of the Rockets, right? And here's the deal. Is I immediately, after the Thunder got beat, I said... I'd take the Lakers in four. And I got laughed out of the text group. You did? By two people, by two people that I trust, probably more than just about anybody else in basketball world. Alex and McKelly mm-hmm. both thought that I was being stupid, not assuming that the Rockets would and they still may. It's three one. Who knows? But it was most definitely projected to me. That I was being dumb for thinking that the Lakers would roll on the Rockets. Well, in their defense. Oh, L man. In their defense, I'm just saying you were wrong. So, you know, status is that one yeah. fact. Jay's been right about everything so far in the playoffs. So I don't know why anyone I picked would the doubt heat him. in five. He picked early on in the right. season. He, he was the, like, Giannis is going to get hurt, guys. He picked the Rockets in seven. Yeah, that was just me trying to like, I just refuse to pick the Thunder ever. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I just have so much personal power against a team's play. And so <laughs> it's just one of those things that I just refuse to pick the Thunder. And I really, man, I don't know. I'm just annoyed still. Like, I know that everybody, there's a lot of people, a lot of fans that are just like, 
you know, I'm ready for the rebuild. I'm on to the next thing. And you know, this, this, and I'm just like still stewing. Are you really? Oh yeah, man. It's just missed opportunities, dude. Yeah. There's probably, I'll say this, like even in pickup games or not even pickup games, but like playing in leagues 10 years ago, there's still like missed opportunities that just make me go, man, we could have just done this different or whatever. And so for the Thunder, it's like, I mean, you know, the whole freaking first iteration of this Thunder team has missed opportunities. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. kind of the nice little and, and not I mean, they would have gotten beat. I mean, they probably would have actually gotten swept swept by the Lakers. Like I actually, you know, like yeah, think that. But in the same point, it's like, man, I've been tight to not get beat in the first round for like the fifth straight season. But you know, we're fine. It's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Hey, can I tell you guys a story of uh, when Jay was most disappointed in me? It has to do with basketball. Sure. We were and we were playing. I was on his uh, like basketball league team. <laughs> Jay remembers this. And God, what was it? What was it, Jay? We were like. I don't know which time this was. I have not been disappointed in you that I remember, but. Oh, God. Okay. So basically, we were down one and I fouled someone. Yeah, I yeah. fouled someone because I think we were like, t- I thought we were tied or something. And they went to the line and like made both of them. In, and it was like the worst. I mean, everyone hated me. Jay looked at me like, like I killed his new puppy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So also Billy Donovan is not going to be the coach for the Thunder next year. So, I mean, it was reported today by Sham Shrani that the Thunder offered Billy a two-year deal. Now, where does Shams, where is he a reporter for? The Athletic. Where you can he is one of our colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> this is somebody we one dollar often. For so, one dollar. One dollar. One dollar. Theathletic.com slash down to down for a dollar. So the Thunder offered him a two-year deal. And to me, like this is like the how the negotiations go, right? With we the Thunder want to bring Billy back. Okay. Billy's like, okay. So what does the future look like for the Thunder? And he's they're like, probably pretty terrible, right? for the next several years right and he's like okay he probably i mean any good coach wants longer than like a two-year extension right yeah yeah yeah. and so i just don't think i mean the two-year extension is like that's cool like that's fine to release that but it's not like a real i don't think it's like a real thing i think it's just it's the thunder saying hey we really wanted to keep him and it was probably nothing he would have ever really accepted so I think the only thing he would have accepted is, yeah, Five, we're going to keep a four-year deal and we're keeping Chris Paul and we're going to take these draft picks and we're going to turn them into players. You know, that's the plan. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. And then he would say, boom, let's go. I think you're right, Andrew, in the sense that it feels like it was just one of those things like, yeah, we at least offered him something. It was not something he wanted and we were really not expecting him to take it, but we offered him something. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, like just as a fan, like going into a rebuild, like I know that Alex is the one that kind of is the champion of this, but I'm with it. I I, get somebody that's just different. Yeah. You know, like Donovan was so similar to Scott Brooks. And I remember vividly when we had Coach Thorpe on, I don't remember if it was you or I don't remember who's talking to him, but we, he was basically like, listen, what you're going to get with Billy Donovan is pretty much just Scott Brooks. Like they're very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, and it kind of felt the same, like it didn't change much. And I know that, I know that uh, the organization is probably pretty like consistency is just a big deal 
for this organization and yeah. uh, to have the same coaches and all that. I know that's a big deal, but I'm just ready for something a little wild. So, and I don't know what that means because in, and Alex shared this also with us today is there's a, I can't remember who was the podcaster, but Amin Al Hassan was on with Howard Beck. And uh, as part of it, he just talked about how coaches, like you just don't know what an assistant coach will be until you give them a shot to be a head coach. Like, you can assume or guess, but you really don't know. You can know personality. You can know different aspects of them, but you just don't know what you're going to get until you actually see them in the role. And so, yeah. um, anyway. I mean, you what want something. What beer do you think they drank together? Oh, I'm assuming like Bud Light, Coors Light. I'm Miller guessing Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, I don't see Sam, man, as a full calorie beer, man. But he said it was a cheap beer, and that's that's my guess. Because yeah, but cheap beers are all the ones I just listed. That's true, but I'm thinking real cheap. The other thing that I'm thinking is, I'm, in my mind, it's like the, he it's actually him trying to like this is his last ditch. Like, hey man, like reconsider. Really, I really want you here. Have this horrible beer, <laughs> and, and that's what sent Billy like. No, I was I was if it was. Yeah. If this would have been a craft beer, I would have said yes, but no. He's like, are you a man of good taste? Keystone Light? What beer would have made Billy Donovan stay is the question. What beer would it have been? Well, I, I think, think, uh, I think a, a Sam Adams would do it. Well, he tried to get him to stay with a Diet Coke. And then when the Diet Coke didn't work, he's like, okay, all right, here's a beer. See you later. He was like, he was like, Billy, don't make me bust out the Bud Light limes, brother. <laughs> Room temperature Bud Light lime. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want somebody wild as the coach. You want somebody different. Uh, who is that? I mean, people people are throwing out names all over the place. And you think there's a chance they could get Nick Nurse? <laughs> I mean, they're not going to pay for a guy like Nick Nurse. I don't know. For me, I just want somebody that's just different. I think that's the bigger deal. Um, maybe Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, here's the deal. The Thunder are, I mean, to me, the, the I would be a little surprised if the next coach of the Thunder wasn't one, a, a younger guy. Somebody that's probably unheard of, unproven, that is like willing to step out and coach a team that's going to lose a lot over the next, you know, two or three years. I mean, to me, and you know, Stephen Gunny doesn't want that. Nick no, Nurse no, no, doesn't no. want that. Nobody, like nobody established. I mean, Nick Nurse doesn't want that. Nor, nor, that. nor are the Thunder going to get him. But yes, yeah, you're. That's exactly who it's going to be. It's going to be some guy that's trying to make that first step into the NBA, and it's hard. Like you look at the two guys that started with a team that was rebuilding between. Uh, Oh my gosh. I know Kenny Atkinson is the one that we always talk about in the nets, but the guy that just finished with the uh, Sixers Brown, what's his last name? Brett Brown. Brett Brown. I want to say Mike Brown, but that's the guy that has coached in 30 different spots. And so, but you have Brett Brown and Kenny Atkinson, who's like these perfect unproven guys. They both come from, you know, are they both pop people? I can't remember where Atkinson came from, but either way, it's one of those things where it's like, they came in to this place of just like, um, man, these are great rebuilding guys. But then as soon as the team started getting to the point where they expected more, they both got canned. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so and and it's it's yet to be seen as far as like Kenny Atkinson, like what job is he going to land at? What job uh, is Brown going to land at? I forgot his name again. Brett Brown, <laughs> what job is he going to land at? And so it's hard to see. Like, is this a path? But but for an assistant trying to break into that that level of coaching, like you take whatever shot you have. And I know there's probably a ton of guys that are already putting in, you know, their names into the hat to be a part of this. And so, plus it's a great organization, like one of the top organizations in the entire league, as far as culture, as far as the way that coaches are handled, treated and all those different things. So mm-hmm. it'll be a good job for somebody. I mean, I, and I think the Thunder pride themselves in the fact that they haven't had a ton of coaches in their tenure, that they stuck with Scott Brooks through some times that, I mean, Many people were calling for Scott Brooks's job. Elman, there's something super loud on your side. I don't know what it is. My phone's just sitting there. Okay. I'm going to mute you. Um, <laughs> um, they stuck with Scott Brooks. They stuck with Billy Donovan, right? There were so many times that both those guys, where the fan base wasn't happy with them, I'm sure that the team itself wasn't happy with them either, but they stuck with them. And I think that the, the team itself probably says like that's there's something to that there's something to the fact that we stick with coaches and so i think that their hope is that they can get a good candidate that wants to come to oklahoma city because they know there's at least some job stability there it's not, yeah it's not like the sacramento kings where like the first sign of something that we don't like we're just going to can them right and the kings have had how many coaches in the last 10 years i mean it's over 10. yeah so many so that when we uh, do we do a I can't remember if this is a quiz. I think it's a question. Trivia question. We yeah. tried to guess one of the, I was like, I don't even know who the Kings coach is this year. No idea. They don't have one, right? Oh, well, no, it's Luke Walton. It's but, Mr. King. So who's before Luke Walton now? Dude, I don't know. Was it Dave Yeager? No, there was somebody between Dave Yeager and Walton, too. Uh, it's just, uh, and then it was, we did this whole thing and we none of us could remember. And then it was Mike Malone before that. Yeah. We went and had a ton of success in Denver. So it's obviously like not like it's just an organizational issue at that point for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, you have any coaching candidates that you do like or at least you pretend to like? Because that's a thing, right? People people like are like so passionate about certain coaching candidates that they literally have no clue what it would look like if they became the coach of the Thunder, right? Like there's well, some guys get ready because like- I'm about to bring that to you as well. <laughs> I'm all in on David Vanterpool. I'm in. Are you? Okay. I love everything about him, mainly because I think he is just a cool looking dude. Like, <laughs> look at some suits that he's rocking, man. He's, I mean, I don't know. He big part to do with CJ and Dame. He's a player's coach. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. It sounds great. Live sports are back. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Jamal Murray. I know he heard this ad before. Didn't think he heard it in the first few games. He's definitely heard it because he knows that he wants to help out Manscaped because he wants to see your nuggets as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash-tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. 
Their Perfect Package 3.0 with the new and improved Lawnmower Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs. The Performance Boxer Briefs, by the way, delightful. Wearing them now, very comfortable. And a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant. And the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. So there, there is a rumor about Billy going to Chicago. And I think it's kind of interesting because I, mean, I think a lot of people would take a look at both those rosters and say, okay, are the Chicago Bulls really that much further along than OKC? Right? Because I, I think at this point, we look at SGA, Baisley, Dort, and you're like, okay, those are three nice young pieces. And then you look at Chicago, it's like Kobe White and Laurie Markkinen. And is there that big of a difference between what Chicago has and what OKC has? And I, it's, it's a good argument, honestly. It's a good argument. But Chicago's been through the pain already of a rebuild. They have tanked for three years. And they're getting ready to get another lottery pick. They have um, they've traded their star. They traded Jimmy Butler, and they got Zach Levine. And they got Laurie Markkinen for their superstar. Right? They have done all the things that you do for a rebuild. And now, and also, they're in a, a bigger market. So if they wanted to go get a free agent after the season, they could go get a free agent after the season. They're going to have money to spend, and so they're going to accelerate this. And if you're if you're Billy, you get to accumulate all of their draft picks that they've made over the past few years. You get to get a free agent and you get to kind of shape this team into something. And if they go on and win 45 games and are the five seed in the Eastern Conference, they're gonna be like, holy mackerel, the missing piece was Billy Donovan, right? When that may, it, it may not matter who becomes the coach of the Bulls. Right. It's just Couldn't whoever, be the right guy it's the just right whoever's time, right? next is probably going to take this team. And they're gonna go win enough games to make the playoffs. But if you're Billy Donovan and you're the one that does it, it's going to be like, wow, he just did this with the, the storyline and like on ESPN halfway through the season is, wow, look what the Bulls have done. This Look what Billy did with the Thunder last year. Look what he's done with the Bulls this year. What, a great, year. what a great coach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they end up getting like the three seed miraculously, it'd be like, yeah, Billy Donovan coach of the year. And he gets to benefit from like all the pain that was had by the yep. Bulls over the last few years. And so that's the difference. That's why he wouldn't stay with the Thunder or go with the Bulls. The Bulls and Thunder are very different situations. The, the Bulls are three years ahead of the Thunder as far as rebuild goes. And also, like, Billy Donovan following Jim Boylan is like, <laughs> I mean, total yeah. different. Hey, so I have an update for you guys. The last time the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs was 2006. Yeah. Since then, 14 years, 10 different coaches. That's crazy. The one I, we were try, I was trying to remember was Tyrone uh, Corbin. 
Yes. Who's in between Mike Malone and George Carl. Do you remember George Carl coached them again? Because I yes, forgot about because that. He and Boogie Cousins <laughs> were, got into it all the time. And it was like a really big yep. deal. Yep. And that's why he was not a coach there for very long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize. With a total of $3 million up for grabs for this Saturday's football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using the promo code MAYS, M-A-Y-S. Draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now and start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code MAZE will receive a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a $1 million payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code MAZE. For a limited time, new users get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter code MAZE to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That code is MAZE. Only at DraftKings, make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Time for some TQs. Let's do this. Let's do it. Our first Twitter question comes to us from at Austin underscore 35. And he says, thoughts on sending Chris to the Valley Boys for a package of Rubio and Kelly Ubre. Do the Suns want that? I mean, if you're the Suns and you want to make the playoffs next year, I mean, that's a ticket to the playoffs, right? But if you're the Thunder, do you do that? What, Jay? What's your problem? I don't know, man. So here's the thing about Chris Paul. The Thunder had the perfect season of health and protecting Chris Paul. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that they finished the season with Danilo and Chris Paul uh, healthy is like borderline miraculous. Yeah. So for me to go to the Suns, and of course, now one of the things is the Suns have historically had like one of the best, at least used to have one of the best training staffs. They're in uh, New Orleans now. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Which is great. Hopefully they can get Zion to be well. So, Mm -hmm. um, but for me, as I'm like... (sighs) I don't know. And I guess it's not that big of a cost. And how I guess it all depends on how great you think Uber is. And I, I mean, he's okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not a high risk, I would I would say for them. But I, I don't know. The Chris Paul, can Chris Paul pull a team? I know they had the eight games that they won in the playoffs or in the play-in games and all that stuff. And it was really exciting to be a Suns fan. But like a real question about what they can be for a full season next year, like can Chris Paul help make that jump in a loaded Western Conference? Every single team, as we've said before, every single team but the Thunder will be vying for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. But once again, like I said, it's kind of a low risk because Kelly Ray and, and Rubio, you know, it's yeah. not that I would, I would like Rubio on this team, actually. I feel like he's such a good point guard for a team that would be rebuilding. I think he's used to teams not 
doing like great. I mean, he was yeah, he spent Minnesota most of his career in Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. the, the Jazz and Phoenix are the teams that have the most that he's had the most success on. The Jazz, excuse me. And uh, I think he'd be great. He seems like a professional dude. And I think he'd come in and play really well and be able to teach these guys a lot and play hard. Yeah. And so I like Rubio on this team during the rebuild, especially. Yeah. Tell me which of these teams, tell me yes or no to the playoffs next year for the following Western Conference teams. All right. Dallas. Yes. Yes. Denver. Yes. 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 Golden State. Yes. Yes. Houston. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> that would be they may be the seven or eight seed, but yes. Kind of glorious. Clippers. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Taylor. It's my favorite thing is like Taylor's Taylor's doing his recording on a highway. Luke is doing it next to a garbage disposal that's just turned on. <laughs> Dude, listen to this. Can you hear the cars? Yeah, yes. That's, Dude, that's it's why so it's, loud. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, stay muted. Um <laughs> <laughs> Lakers. Yes. We're at six. Yeah. Yes is already. Memphis. No. Minnesota. No. New Orleans. No. Portland. Yes. Sacramento. No. San Antonio. No. Utah. Yes. Okay. So that's, there's oh, your, that there's your eight. As hell. That, there's your eight. And that doesn't include the Thunder. That doesn't include yeah, no. the Suns. That doesn't include San Antonio, who's still good. That doesn't include Memphis, who was really good this year. And, and a Minnesota team yeah, that expects to be Memphis, better. Memphis, like that eighth seed was, I mean, it was a below 500 team that got in. I just don't think you'll see that again. I mean, how often does that happen in the West? I mean, these teams are going to beat up on each other. Yeah. Especially the teams at the bottom. It's, yeah, it's this is be, uh, the Thunder. If they literally, if they can get rid of Chris and Dennis, they're going to have a head start on this rebuild because they will be, even with like trying to be good with the guys that they have. Yeah. They'll still, they still have a, a great shot to be in the top 10 of the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. Like they're going to get hammered. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Uh, I don't know how I, f- I feel like the Thunder could do better than Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio. I mean, you like, got to get a pick. You have to. I mean, that's what you want. You want a pick. Yeah, right? or Frank Natilikina. How many? How many of the letters in his last name do you say, Jay? I don't know all of them. Natilikina. <laughs> <laughs> We got to work on that before he gets here. I know. Or well, uh, Kevin Knox, man. Kevin Knox. Yeah. Kevin Knox. We're just going to rebuild that Kentucky team, right? God, no. There's, there's three of them. There's, that'd be three on the team. Uh, Vangelov wants to know how many first round picks is too many? This got two likes on Twitter. That's how you know it's a good one. There's, first off, you're asking the wrong person if you're expecting Andrew to answer it because him, the answer is. There is never there's, enough. There's never. I mean, I don't know how you could have too many. Honestly, like how? Like honestly, like what? Is there an actual number that's too many? That's, it's like is that kind of to you? Like how many hundred dollar bills is too many? Yeah, that's like, like saying how much money is too much money. None of them. I'll take all of them. Or how many beers is too many beers? There's I mean, there's number. actually. I think there's probably. Yeah, I think there's a finite number. <laughs> probably an answer for that. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Taylor had to step away because uh, 
We got someone in the chat. That's, I got ran over by all those cars. Someone in the chat says the L man can't stay still. <laughs> no, dude's. What dude's are you doing? I'm trying to find a good spot for my reception. <laughs> just the I don't wor- think it's just a reception. The worst job. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like it's, reception. Well, I moved. It's better now. I haven't been muted for a while. It's good and better. Oh man, uh, I I honestly don't. I don't think that there are. You can never have too many first round picks because it's the currency of the NBA. Right. Well, that and cash. That and cash. Yeah, it is. It's the thing that you know. I mean, think about every every trade season. The conversation always aims around like, are they gonna? What's the value for a first round pick this year? And you know, like mm-hmm. you're trading. And I don't. I don't. I didn't obviously look in preparation for this, but go through and look at the guys that were traded for first round picks over the last you know decade. Uh, a guy like Jeremy Grant, who's immediately playing and is a big part of the Nuggets, was traded for a late first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just go down the list of, of a lot of guys that have been moved because of or with first round picks. And so it really is like it's the way you add guys, but also it, like it's the way you move up. Uh, was it the Hawks last year that traded? Uh, somebody traded two of two first rounds to move up a little bit. Maybe that was what the Mavericks did. I mean, the Mavericks changed their entire franchise. Yeah. With picks. With an extra first round pick. And Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you're talking right? about the Porzingis trade. I mean, that's how they I mean, that's what they did. That's how they moved up to get Doncic is they traded a future first. Yep. To get and and their first round pick. Great. Great trade. And then they traded future first uh in order to get Porzingis. So yeah. Yeah. Without that draft capital, you can't do what they did. No. And we have like roughly 14 more picks than they do or did. Yeah. You know, without picks, they can also never draft new people. So you got to remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really important. If you, <laughs> very, want draft, very. if you want to draft people, you almost have to have picks. <laughs> it's true. Brilliant. You have to have your own picks and you have to control your own picks and in some regard. So. Uh, we can dive into some, like, what are your what are your thoughts on? There's a couple of coaching hires. This is Boatman Clayton wants to know about a Tory Messina as a possibility. He's a a longtime assistant coach for the Spurs. I think Messina's kind of old, so I would be surprised. That's definitely someone I've heard of before. You just said the name, and I have a lot of thoughts on. <laughs> what are your thoughts, L man? Today's episode is brought to you by Untitled Community Service Club. If you like comedy, you're going to love this fully improvised comedy show. Nothing is planned. Everything is made up on the spot, from the characters and their personalities to the entire storyline as a whole. The show follows Coach and Sid, who are two former high school bullies, and their transition not only to college life and what that entails, but also to become better people. Each episode features a unique guest that Coach and Sid Try their best to help in any way they can. Season one airs September 1st, and you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That's the Untitled Community Service Club. Take a listen on September 1st if you want a real good laugh. He's 60 years old. I don't really, I don't really there's just no way. about him. I didn't yeah. know about him. Yeah, there's just no way. I just don't think a guy like him is going to want to step into a situation at 60 like that, right? Am I wrong about that? No. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mo Cheeks, another guy. A lot of people want to mention Mo Cheeks as a head coaching candidate. So here's the hard thing about Mo, and I get this. Like, 
it's unfair to do this, but he's had a shot at a head coaching job mm-hmm. and it did not go very well. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be hard for me to get excited about that. But Mo, the thing that Mo Cheeks does is he's just so such a great dude and would be really good just kind of continuing the culture of this team as it is. And that's one of the things that Sam's not going to – that's why a guy like Stan Van doesn't make sense. Like Sam will not um, forfeit any aspect of the culture in order to hire somebody that doesn't fit who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. A uh, question from the chat from the Blue Plunger. He wants to know the odds of the Thunder moving up in the draft this year to get some money. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question. Uh, yeah. So, and I've been thinking about this ever since I watched the Philadelphia 76ers look like absolute trash in the playoffs. Like, uh-huh. is it, would it be enough for you to move Chris Paul and pick a, I, I wouldn't, Tobias, like you all talking about Tobias on Wednesday just made me like, oh, it's a lot of years and it's a lot so of money. So many years, dude. But, but if you moved Chris Paul for Horford uh-huh. and whatever peripheral piece, and then included the pick that they actually lost to the Sixers on Mike Muscala's three. Is that something that's intriguing at all to you? Because I, I don't know how high you think you can get with a Chris Paul trade. And I know that your ideal is to get one future, a 2022 that's less protection or whatever, or even top 10 protected or whatever is something that's mm-hmm. probably more intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if if that's maybe shooting a little too high I mean, for what value Chris has. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like, I don't know if you could get the eighth pick from the Knicks. If yeah, they are dumb. They are dumb. Or could you get the tenth pick from the Suns in a deal? If the Suns wanted Chris Paul. Could you get the thirteenth pick from the Pelicans if the Pelicans wanted to trade for Chris Paul? I mean, like those are all like fee- like semi feasible ideas to me. I mean, but it's just all it's all guesswork, you know. But to me, I mean, I would, I mean, if they have the opportunity to trade up, man, I am so on board with Anyeka Kongwu. I would, I would trade something to get him. Oh, I would trade something to get him. He's, he's a, he's six foot nine. He's like a, he's a big, he'll play center in the NBA. Uh, he's really got really good feel for the game. Uh, I think he's going to be an outstanding defender. I think he'll defend one through five in the league, just like one of those guys. Uh, and I think if he can develop as a passer, like he's to me, like he's your modern big man that you can throw shooting around and he can do lots of different things and he's got tremendous energy. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. And like you, you put him like to me, if you had added him to Shea and then if you could, tank and then add like one star to that crew i think you're almost ready to go like i'm i'm really high on what a congo is going to be in the nba, NBA draft.net has him compared to uh, john collins and montrez harrell yeah i think i think <laughs> my favorite should, website that think, has ever maybe existed in the i think NBA we should world. probably stay away from that website <laughs> as a uh, as a site to uh Get draft analysis from. 
Yeah, Killian Hayes is a combination of Kirk Heinrich and Spencer Dinwiddie. So, yeah, that's they're just finding guys with similar size <laughs> and and skin color, right? Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Thunder will have the opportunity to move up in the draft this year. I think it's certainly possible. Oh, that's a good one. Somebody uh, B four L D Heed. I'm sorry if I butchered that. What do you think about Bam as a good comp for a, a Kong Wu? Yeah, I mean, they're not dissimilar. If I mean, if he could be as good as Bam, I mean, I would trade a lot of things. I don't know that he's going to yeah, be. Bam that. is so good. I don't know if he's going to so be that good. good, but he's similar in the fact that he's high energy, good defender, a little undersized, but can defend multiple positions. Um, similar in that. I don't know if he'll be as good of a passer as Bam has turned out to be, or as good of like a, I mean, Bam is like almost like a focal point on offense. I don't know if a Kongwu can be that, but I think he's got the potential there. And he's young. He's 19 years old. I'm a big, I'm just, I'm a big fan of that prototype, a big man. He's not your lumbering big man, right? But like he is effective enough around the rim. He can protect the rim that you're, you're not missing something, right? So you're, it's, you can play a big without it feeling like you're playing a big. Yeah. Which is the future of the NBA. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on him as like the next big guy for OKC. Cause I, I mean, I love Steven and I think we have a question here from, let's see, at Mr. Balmforth wants to know as a Kiwi, I really support Steven. What is the likelihood that he gets traded or sees out his contract in OKC? I mean, I, I would at this point, I'd be really surprised if Steven didn't see the life of his contract play out in Oklahoma City. For for I also, I, for several reasons. I just Go gonna ahead. say, I think that I think that I would also. I was talking to somebody about this today, but I think what will happen with Steve, especially if there's a lot of the chatter is, you know, you may have to attach a, an asset to get rid of Steve. Just and this is not a knock on Steve, like as much as the center position from 2016. So this is four summers ago from 2016 until now, the center position mm-hmm. has decreased in value um, dramatically. Yeah. And that was the same scene. Like Mozgov was making as much as Steve was. And you have Bam out of, or not Bam out of, uh, Son White. Oh gosh. Played for the, well, yeah, but you also had the guy who played for he, the magic signed him with Serge Ibaka. And I can't remember his name. He played for the Raptors. He was Charlotte now. Oh, Bismack Biombo. And so you had Bismack Biombo too, who made it just a, bucket of money that summer and it's just the the center position look at so this is what i the the kind of practice today look at the centers that are playing in most of the games right now um the raptors last night whenever they won in double overtime didn't even have a center on the floor mm-hmm. uh you look at the heat obviously they had bam out of bio but he's not he's not a traditional big mm-hmm. the only traditional big that's really left is Jokic, and zubox is is i mean the the clippers are going to beat them with the gentleman sweep in it's the whole NBA, the landscape is changing, and the Lakers are the same way, right? They play JaVale McGee, but what does he play the first three minutes and then doesn't play again for the rest of the game? Like, mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where Steve has a contract that outweighs his value, and that's not a knock on Steve as much as it is the center position. It may be partially a knock on Steve, but it's also the center position. So what I would, my guess is, is going to be that he's going to play out this year, and then they're going to sign him to like a four-year Forty million dollar deal or something like 
dramatically decreased, you know, that, that he, that he'll just play out. He just could be a great culture setter and he's not old enough to not be able to help these guys. And he's not good enough to not help them be bad. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and he's also a part of like a, a, the thunder culture, right? Yep. And I don't, the thunder are, are likely going to bottom out, but they're not going to bottom out like the Sixers did when it was just like, okay, let's bottom out and then cycle as many of these G League guys through to find out who is good. And then you like just kind of lose your way a little bit. And then you have to like like find your way in this like this rocky ship of like, oh my gosh, what are we even? You know, and the Thunder will always have an identity of moving forward. And they've also had the benefit of that the Sixers didn't and already having some young guys that yep. you can tell that are okay. Like these guys could be part of the future, certainly. And so you already have that. Then plus you have Steven who the Thunder are not going to attach an asset to nope. a player to trade them away. Cause eventually you'll have Chris Paul's money off the books, whether but, that, but it doesn't, it doesn't even matter though, Andrew, like they're already under the cap. Well, we, we don't know if they are. Well, Yes, true. But from all from every indicator we're seeing with Gallo coming off, Dre coming off, I mean, you just save thirty two million dollars with yeah. two of those. Um, That's, there's a high likelihood they're going to get yeah. underneath it. Yeah, we the biggest the biggest thing. I mean, if, if the there's just I mean, there's still a chance to Thunder run it back. I mean, that's that's not out of the question. And the the biggest reason for that will be that the cap and the tax are calculated and puts the Thunder in a position where they can't do anything. And that could happen. And so we just need to like be prepared for that as well because nobody really nobody really understands where where we're at. Nobody knows. It's just we're everybody's sitting around and waiting like the NBA guys are sitting around and waiting, we're sitting around and waiting. Nobody knows what's going to happen with next season. No one knows what all the implications are with the cap and the tax. And we just have to have to wait and see where that is. If it comes out to be like as close to normal as possible, great. They're probably going to trade Chris Paul. If it takes a major hit and like New York's like, yeah, we can't do that this year. And other teams are like, yeah, we just can't. Be. And, the, and the only teams that could afford it, like the Clippers aren't really hurting right now. I heard some, I think it was Emil Hassan again, said something like to the effect of Steve Ballmer, if you added up the top 15 owners in the NBA besides Steve Ballmer, he still has more money than all of those 15 combined. Like he just is worth so much. Like the Clippers are going to be fine. Like that's a team that could probably afford to bring Chris Paul back. Would never happen because of the way that things ended with Chris and with Doc Rivers and everything. But um, there's going to be some teams that are hurting and some of them may be Chris Paul trade candidates. And if the cap and the tax are in a certain position, they may not be able to, to take him on. And so it's a, uh, it, and also with Dennis Schroeder. And so to me, if you're wanting a tanking season next year, which to me, I think you look at next year's draft and the type of guys that are available. I think that you want to go ahead and like, all right, let's get this going. Cause you delay the inevitable one more year. You risk injury with Chris Paul one more year. Like I don't, I don't want, 
I want to get this going. Yeah. You know, I want to get a top five pick. Next Plus year. what it does is it's kind of, it's, I don't love the image of this, but it's kind of like uh, pulling the bandit off, like ripping the bandit off, like, Hey, yeah. get it over with. Cause the sooner you get into this is the higher likelihood that you're going to get out of it sooner. Yeah. Cause if they do somehow luck out and this happens all the time, it's not like I'm, you know, the Pelicans really spent one year getting to the bottom of the barrel and they got the number one pick and got Zion. So for me, as I just think about the fact of like, so what if they get Kate Cunningham? I know that you all talked about that on Wednesday, but it's like that immediately just like puts a defibrillator to what's next. And then you have 14 picks, including your not even, is that even including your own, but you have all of these picks where you're like, all right, so now we can be real players for whatever other piece that comes, you know, whatever the Marvin Bagley gets pissed off that he's in the Kings, which I, I'm not fired up about him. But a guy with high potential that you maybe could get for yeah. a pick um, that could find a lot of new life in a new system, you know, or a new team or whatever. And so mm-hmm. those are the things where it's like, man, you could take a real quick path to being an upward trajectory yeah. if you if you if just just with one season that goes down the toilet, you know, like it could really be that quick of a move for the Thunder. And I don't think they're they're not going to be championship contention immediately, but it is one of those things where you're going to immediately start finding out that you're um, you've got some guys and uh, a lot of access to other guys. And so I don't know, that's for me, I'm like, just get it over with. Uh, and I think the Knicks are a team that can always just throw money around just because they sell out regardless. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how good or bad they are. They've always sold out. And well, you know, if they can get fans, I mean, that's the whole thing. Can they get fans in the seats? Sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big deal for, I mean, it's, everything forever. It's a big deal. It's, I mean, it's just hard to know. It's hard to know what, what next season will look like. And so I think the Thunder waiting on that, I think it'll be a while before we hear about coaching candidates um, that are realistic. Or I don't yeah. even know when they will start the interview process with this. I mean, there's no, there's no rush right now right. because we don't know when next season even starts. Yeah, and there's some preliminary stuff talking about. Like, I think I heard November 18th was the is kind of the first real like this is where we think we'll be able to do a draft, and that's in part because they're going to hopefully get the CBA settled sometime at the end of October. Is that am I close on that? Yeah, I mean that's the thought, but everything. I mean, there's still just so much unknown that it's it's tough. It's tough to know where any of this is going, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a waiting game now, and it's um, just like, I don't know, you're throwing just throwing darts at a dartboard, hoping hoping to connect on a, a coach's name. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have, honestly, I don't have like a name or a preference on who the next coach is. I mean, I don't, I, I, th- I think that it's, to me, it's just got to be somebody young that's willing to grow with the team. And I would like for them to, I, I like the ideas that, that Alex throws out there about it being somebody that's willing to try different things. I, would, I wouldn't count on it. I mean, the Thunder haven't hired anybody like that at all, you know, so far. And I don't, I would not anticipate them deviating from that a ton. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, like, I mean, people throw out lots of, lots and lots and lots of names and, we may all be completely wrong, you know. Which, if it's anything like Sam does the draft, it's exactly what will happen. Yeah. So just we'll just throw out. We'll we'll read. What should, should I just get on here and, and read the Oklahoma article that has fifty oh, no. coaching ideas? 
<laughs> and then they'll all be wrong. <laughs> Assuredly. If I read all 50 names, they're going to pick somebody that we've never, ever heard yeah. of. <laughs> Joe Masato, man. I, I know I know of Joe. Uh, yeah. Just put in work, man. 50, 50 possible. Joe's great. Candidates, man. I like Joe a lot. Yep. He's, a, he's a good guy. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's the comments. I don't know why I've never been a part of this thing, but it's cracking me up. Somebody says, uh, is the L man down to drunk? And in his defense, <laughs> it's just allergies. It is allergies, but I also, I also don't feel very well. It's mainly allergies and I'm not drunk. <laughs> it's not the vid, is it, man? You've been going uh, back to the bars yet? I wish I miss the bars so much. And they miss me too. I bet they're they not drunk. <laughs> And that karaoke scene is taking a big hit. Luke, I don't know what that sound is, bro. Dude, I don't know. It's 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 bugging me. It's bugging me. Too. It's bugging me. It's bugging, that cow. bugging me. <laughs> uh, let's see. At J. Stalitz one wants to know our favorite type of donut. All right, man. Listen, I've always been a fritterman. Yeah. Fritter Nation. Fritter Nation. Fritter Nation. Boo uh, to the fritter. Hey, so so here's the deal. Is, uh, is Brown's Bakery on downtown yeah. uh, 10th and, I don't know, close to Walker, mm-hmm. has an applesauce donut. Applesauce? Is it like a cake is, donut? Yeah. Yeah. It's without question the best donut I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. It's, very it's, it's, not even hyper, uh, it's not even hyperbole, man. I'm telling you, it's the best donut I've ever had. Is it a big donut? Nope. Just it looks like a normal cake donut. It's and a small it's, cake donut. There's got to be someone that's going to listen to this that has had the cake, the applesauce donuts from Brown's Baker. And I need you to just, it's kind of like last week, like air fryers. We didn't know how many air fryer people there were until we talked about it. Yep. If you've been to Brown's Bakery and you've had that donut, you better let us know tomorrow on uh, Twitter. Guys, go try it for real this weekend. Just make a trip in there. Okay. Jump on in. I'm trying to. How often do you guys donut. have donuts? How often do you guys have donuts? Well, I mean, the de- with kids, like kids love donuts, man. So, like, I'm trying to get kids donuts a lot, right? Luke, so. I'm trying to figure out like what to define to you what the sound is. It sounds like there's like a little like scurrying like alien that's like. It does sound like some kind of scary. Movie. No, here's the thing. I could hear it too. That is wild. Uh, I get donuts too often, man. It's I'm a, constant on my head. I'm a little bit of a larger guy, and so I like a, a good donut occasionally. So, <laughs> oh, and I'll yeah. just buy. I'll buy a dozen for the staff at at our uh, office, and so I'll take them in, and yeah, I'll have I'll have one. What of it? And kids do love donuts. Yeah, we uh we we just moved, and there's a new donut place right by us. And they're great. They had, I got a, a chocolate donut there the other day and it was warm still. It was oh. delightful. It was delightful. I usually go, I'm usually a, a maple long john guy, but that chocolate donut, I, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I ate it. My son is a maple long john guy as well. And he thinks it's, he'll always like forget that it's not caramel. He's like, yeah, I want one of those caramel donuts. So I was like, maple, it's maple. Son, Andrew, come on. It's an Andrew. Come on, man. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to tell you this, is that 
you guys, it's it's not cool anymore, but the classic fresh Krispy Kreme donut. I'm out. I have Dude, to, I went to Krispy Kreme the other I day. Physically stop myself from eating them. Yeah. Because I'm I was like, you are going to make yourself sick. Because I could just, if there's just, I can just house them. They're so good. Fresh, still warm. Yeah, I'm just out. I'm just, I couldn't be more out. On that, it sounds like you're living in the movie I'll Signs. Out the it's right. exactly what it is. I'm trying to think of the exact. You're in the movie Signs, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you get some aluminum foil hats, man. Go get in a closet. No, there's not the house in the house of being unless. <laughs> oh boy, uh, make sure that you go to theathletic.com/slash/down to dunk, and you can get a one dollar. $1 a month subscription to the athletic. We just, so we just launched a whole new part of, of the platform that's breaking news. And so if you are a member of the athletic, you can see all these new breaking news articles. And so they're like tons of different contributors. So you could go and see the breaking news on the Billy Donovan stuff. And you can see Eric Horn, write Something, uh, Alex and I did a podcast that went up there. We had Sam Amick contributing. We had Sham Sharana contributing. So you had so many, like contributions on one thing. And so we're constantly trying to add to those to make sure that there's as much news there. And that will be for everything moving forward. So it's a really great way to get news and updates and things like that. So it's on the athletic app. Also, if you haven't updated your app yet, make sure you do that. And then you can get the whole new subscriber experience. It's great. It's so, so good. Everybody's very excited. Also, we hit 1 million subscribers to the athletic this week. Uh, something that we're very excited about, very proud of. So um, it's just uh, kind of an amazing thing after what sports have been through to still hit that number. So um, yeah, we went from like famine to feast. You've got literally every sport happening right now. I know. So I like, saw that. <laughs> NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, college football, the other sport that nobody ever remembers, baseball, yeah, tennis. Yeah, it Goal. was our cup run it awesome. over with sparks. It's so much, man. That's fantastic. That's so good. So uh, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday. I apologize for how bad it sounds.